I I also got uh, the like one of the worst people next to me on a flight. I think I've had a, a while on the way out there. Where was that a constantly vomiting baby? Not quite. Well, okay, it could have been. To be fair, it could have been a lot worse. But it was yeah. a guy, like an older Japanese guy. Um, who was just sitting smoking the entire time and playing like pocket pachinko? <laughs> no, just... not quite. Playing pocket pachinko is a really good euphemism. I like that. That's ting, pretty ting, good. Ting, 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 ting. Um, no, he, so he sat next to his. I was in. It was like the middle three, middle a middle four, and I was in the. I was in the aisle, and he was immediately next to me, and he sat down and uh, kind of sorted himself out. Uh, plane took off. He. Didn't switch like didn't switch his screen on. Didn't do any of the in-flight stuff. Just he, sorry, he switched it to like the plane tracker view thing. All oh, right, get the map. Yeah, didn't do anything. Like wasn't reading. Just fucking stared at this thing for like twenty minutes. Got his nuts and bottle of water. Sat and fucking stared at this thing, and then took his shoes off and oh. like like bare feet. Took his shoes uh. off. And like crossed his legs to the point where the like his his bare foot was like rubbing against my leg every now and then. Then just like for the rest of the flight, didn't do anything. Just fucking stared at this thing, rubbed his foot on my leg, and farted constantly. And I was just How like, "How do you do that for like fourteen hours?" That's... I don't know. Like he didn't do anything. He didn't watch a That's movie. Weird. He didn't read a book. He just kind of drifted in and out of sleep and being stoic. Like it was, it was bizarre. I just wanted to kick his leg. So, and also, like, because, again, another reason why you should use KLM for your, your flights is that they all had, like, proper plug sockets in their in the chairs. Oh, good. Which yeah. was awesome. So you played your switch up on. So, so, yeah, so I plugged the switch in, and I was like, I'm just going to use as much of this as I can so I keep this battery at 100% because I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to charge it again. So I plugged my, my switch in, um, and I was playing about, and I was playing Mario, and about, like, I don't know, after about an hour and a bit, um, the little symbol came out the top left that was like, you're now on battery power. I was like, what the fuck? And the guy just fucking kicked it, the plug. Like, he'd obviously just like, <laughs> there was no way to do that accidentally. Like, I checked, like, it was kind of at enough of an angle where it wasn't going to interfere with anyone. Yeah. But he'd obviously just, I'd pissed him off somehow and he just fucking kicked the plug <laughs> and knocked out the thing. And it's kind of hard to go, dude, what the fuck, when the guy didn't speak any English at all. Yeah. So I just kind of like, I just kind of looked at him and I just kind of was like, okay, this is a game you want to play. And I just kind of folded the switch away and put the jacket, put it back in the thing, uh, put the switch back in the bag. And Why did you not just plug it back in? Well, because like... at that point, like, there was food coming. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, okay, and then, so, then as soon as the, we had food and I watched the episode of Frasier and as soon as the food was done, <laughs> I basically just, I basically put my tray table up, got the plug out again, and just stared at him as I plugged it in again, like, forcefully. <laughs> I was like, daggers yeah, as I was going to go, what are you going to fucking do? And then just plug my switch in and continue playing Mario. So, um, yeah. I, but just like, that's good. Passive aggressiveness on planes is always good. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Gaming to Start podcast for the 5th of December 2017. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. 
And I need to apologize again for the lack of show last week yeah, because yeah. Ewan was being a big business boy doing big business. It's a good he turned 30 and he goes on business trips. Apparently, apparently I do business trips now. Apparently this is the know, person I am. Mm, um, and I had high fluent technical expertise set I had, all across the globe. I had to spit, spend, sit for an hour today when I go back into work and do expenses. That's the kind of person that I'm now. Oh, you had to I, do your expenses because you did business travel, didn't you? I had to collect all my receipts and log them all and say how much, and I managed to work how out. Mu- how many of your receipts were you just getting pissed at a Japanese bar? Like, none. None? Uh, because the time we got pissed... How did you not get drunk in Japan? Because like- the time we got pissed in the Japanese bar, the our Japanese colleagues were paying for it. So, oh, nice. Yeah. That's, that's that was pretty good. Yeah, that was all right. Um, they seemed kind of shocked how much of the... Because the like the the beer over there is not like I I just say that you you went to Japan. Oh yeah, I, I went to Japan by the way um, yeah. for like a week. Um, just casual casual on, trip on business on business um, on business not business class. Hell no, but. no, God no. Um, but it was quite fun. Like with, on the the little form you have to fill out on the plane for landing. It's like reason. Oh, for- you got to take the business box. Yeah, yeah. It's like reason for business. Uh, reason for visit business. I'm here on um, business. Yes. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, so the beer did you over there. You have to there... say that at customs as well when yes, they were like, "You did." Like, I'm I'm here on business. I'm oh, sorry. Yes, I, I wrote did it for my business demeanor. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there rocking in like jeans and a t-shirt and a hat on. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here on business. I'm here um, on business. <laughs> but um, yeah, the beer over there is not particularly strong. It is, which makes it really no, good it's... for, which is really good for just like drinking with food and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's really crisp and clean like yeah. it's super easy to um, drink stuff so when we had like when our colleagues in japan took us out for the night and the beer just kept coming and i just kept drinking it they sounded they seemed kind of shocked how much of it was putting away and eventually got, they don't realize that you're scottish like that's kind of what we do i'm i'm scottish and six foot three like i could yeah, handle pack it away it got to yeah. the point where the the limiter and the reason why i felt awful the next day was simply the volume of liquid as opposed to the effect that it had like it was oh, just so did you bloat yourself on i the... kind of yeah like i woke ah. up i woke up at three o'clock in the morning and just being like oh god <laughs> i'm so <laughs> full um and felt like i went to the bathroom for like 20 minutes straight it was ridiculous um yeah. but yes yeah, so i was I, I was i was over on business which is why there was no there was no um show last week because i was yes at that point where i when we would normally be not when we would normally record i would have been awake for about 20 hours at that point because i was traveling That's, would have made for a hell of a show but yeah you would not have nope <laughs> nope i was barely coherent to the people you I was ever there wanted with. to hear a comprehensible yoon but yeah but i did do so i i wasn't even in I wasn't even in Tokyo. I was in a, like an hour and a half yeah. outside of it in a in a small town, which kind of reminded me a lot of kind of the town, the town and surrounding area where we grew up, where it was like, yeah. there's not really a lot here, and there's like one big industry and a lot of hotels that support the other industries that are here, and <laughs> like just not fuck all to do. Basically, is the is the short yeah. answer. Um, but so why even, you go out every night and get pissed, right? Like, yeah, that's what you do in one of the five restaurants that were about the place. Um, but it says a lot that like we're in like I wouldn't say rural. I would say well, more rural anyway. Yeah, rural. Um, rural. And I plugged my laptop in when we got to the hotel, which was kind of very like 
very basic hotel, like almost traveling yeah. in like, and I plugged the thing in and they had 90 meg down at internet. And I was like, wow. okay. Like, and it was free as was the Wi-Fi, um, which was kind of nuts. 90, wow. Yeah. And it, how, it, how, how do you do work with 90 meg down? Like your so, business surely needs fast internet. So that was the hotel. The, right. Okay. Without going too oh, deep into, yeah. yeah, without going too deep into how, who I work for and what I do, yeah. you need a lot of high speed internet, and the office did not have it um, at all. Where it was faster for me to VPN back into the network back in Edinburgh than it was to connect to their shitty internet and do internet things. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, That's pretty bad. But the the internet in the hotel was great. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted. I watched a bunch of of Japanese TV, which is as nuts as always. I watched a... I was talking to you on your first night, and you said you just watched a bunch of cooking shows. There was was, uh, two cooking shows on one after the other, one of which was entirely about uh, fried chicken. Nice. (laughs) But not not like KFC fried chicken, like, um, what, karyage? So, like, just, like, kind of chicken that is cooked by frying as opposed to like properly coated and oh, stuff okay, like that right, right, right. Yeah, just yeah. like they went to a bunch of places across japan and saw how they fried their chicken subtly differently and it was and then they had a they had a bit in the studio where they had a guy in who would fry chicken and it was just it's like an hour of this and it was People fascinating like fried chicken this. yeah um, and there was a couple of nights where I fell asleep with the TV on and woke up at like three o'clock in the morning to infomercials for the weirdest fucking shit you've ever seen. Did you even know what it was? Nope. Like, but a lot yeah. of them, a lot of them, like the because there was like a QVC equivalent that was there that they were selling, like they're selling like jewelry and clothes the same way the QVC does here. But um, a lot of the kind of more infomercial style stuff, all of the actual infomercial stuff was all like Westerners. Like none of it was oh, okay. was there. There were no Japanese people pretending to fall off things or like, oh god, I can't handle all these cans. Like none of yeah. those. Um, it was all Westerners with with Japanese on top of it going, "Can you not sit down properly? We'll have this cushion." Like it was yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, TV was great. I watched. Did you flick Did you flick through and see if there was any Japanese wrestling on that? Yes, I did. Uh, there was one sumo match I saw, but there was no actual wrestling that I could see. Okay, there Fair was. Enough. When I, I know there's, there's like a there's like a New Japan thing going on right now, and I assumed that there would. Be oh, more. okay. I don't know what network it would be on because obviously we only got broadcasts uh, terrestrial, no whatever that would be on. Um, but the last night there, or the last day there, as I was getting ready to leave to go to the plane, I just switched on the TV for some background while I was packing my case, and there was a. This was back in Tokyo for one night. Uh, there was a. It seemed like it was called the University Channel, where they just do lectures on shit. And oh, there was a guy, okay. there was a guy teaching these two people R, which I think you're familiar with as R, a programming language. language. Programming yeah. language. Yeah. yeah, they were just doing a lecture on R with two people in the crowd oh. going, "Ah, oh, yes." Okay. And I was like, "That's fucking weird." And then continued to pack my bag, went into the bathroom to grab stuff, came back out, and there was just a woman talking about marketing. I was like, "What is oh, going like- on?" Yeah, it's great. That's that's well, that's like they used to do that like. Way back in like the early so, like, 90s or yeah, something like that, they had like open university stuff yeah. on at 3 a.m. And... Well, this was like 11 o'clock. No, okay, when was this? This was like 7 o'clock in the morning, I suppose. So, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Um, but I can do a, I can do a, an arcade update because I did get four oh, yeah. hours in Tokyo um, to 
just fuck is he talking? Is he talking about video games a lot? This bit. is me actually talking about video games now. Which, yeah. well, before we get into the actual video games I played, I should talk about the video games I saw while I was yes. over there. Um, let me just pull up my phone because I took a bunch of photos so I could remind myself to remind yourself of what you of saw. What in the I saw. Um, so, could you actually see? Could you actually see through the haze of smoke of Japanese business by your arcades? So they appear to have split a lot of the stuff out from the last time I was there, like eight years ago, where. The smoking appears to be now entirely restricted to the floors that have actual gambling on them. Oh, so, okay. like, well, one of the big things I saw was there was an entire back of this. Um, uh, so I was in Ueno, which is like a, a kind of weird, a weird district of Japan, which uh, of Tokyo, which has um, like a lot of stuff in it. Like, there's a lot of. Uh, kind of nice shops and stuff like that, and then it goes kind of vaguely red lighty at points which was very strange to walk about with your boss and um but uh yeah okay so here's here's the the stuff so there was a big section at the back of this arcade that was um virtual horse racing um virtual horse racing for money um so they basically oh right sure so they basically had this huge big screen up the back which they were just where it just looked like kind of bad cg horse races and there was like two, three rows of like really kind of big, comfy looking seats um, with a big kind of touch screen in front of them. And from what I could tell from watching it, like people were like, people had their own stables and they were looking after the horses that were about, to, that they were going to put out to race. They were doing like, they were do- obviously betting and doing all that kind of stuff. But guys had just like camped out there and there was a guy running around like taking drinks orders and like, because it's in their best interest for them to just sit there forever, right? And just keep yeah, pouring money. Just into keep this going, thing. yeah. And it was the, when I realized how they'd separated the floors. Like this was in the gambling section, along with like, like the equivalent of like the penny machines and the slots and all that kind of stuff. That was just in there, and it was really yeah. weird. But it was really cool to to actually see some of that stuff. This wasn't like the virtual horse racing that you see on the internet that was like the joke ones where there's like people on like motorbike horses and the it was like that kind of level of cg but no it was serious right okay. but it was um, serious horse racing yes there was serious horse there was a lot of money i being wouldn't put through. trust any virtual horse racing for betting because surely that's easily manipulatable like why do, why do people play like video slots and stuff like that like it's yeah, purely sure, yeah, digital yeah. like why would you go near any of this yeah. Um, so the other thing it said was also Lord of Vermilion Four, which I thought personally There's was a really fourth funny. Lord of Vermilion game. Yeah. So I played the first when one. When were you in Tokyo last? Two thousand eight. So like eight years ago. So eight years ago, and there's been three more. Three more. So Lord of Vermilion. I kind of, I kind of remember I've talked about it on here. It was a game where you got, you bought a pack of cards. Each card had like an RFID chip in it, and you had like a flat field in front of you with basically two lanes. Or yeah. it was like, no, it was it was like a representation of the whole field in front of you. And yeah, you it was the, like a living card game thing that you yeah, had tactics in. But you would put the cards down to be like to position your your troops, and then you would move the cards around to like orientate them to get like behind, and you would physically move cards as one. Um, I thought it was really cool and eventually learned how the fuck you play this thing because it's entirely Japanese and had zero English in it. But I eventually learned how to play this thing and really, really enjoyed it. Um, but now there's the fourth one, which I saw there, which looks basically identical, just looks better. Um, but still people with obscene amounts of cards doing all this kind of stuff. So that was cool. Um, there was a Walking Dead game, like official AMC-sponsored Walking Dead game, which I thought was kind of cool. 
Okay, and cool. It was just like a like in a little cabinet that you would like sit in and close a curtain and shoot, um, which is kind of cool. <laughs> sure. Uh, there was a Lu- Luigi's Mansion arcade game where you had like a handheld Hoover that you would be able to. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that looked pretty cool. Um, I'll get back to that one. Um, there's a couple of Time Crisis Four machines because Time Crisis has stopped at four. It seems. Um, I'm sure there was more to Time Crises than that. I'm well, sure I've seen a Time Crisis well, six. The one I saw was four. So there you go. I'm gonna look this up while you um, talk. So did you ever play? There was an iOS game, and I think it came to Android eventually called Groove Coaster. Yeah, that game's awesome. So there's like an arcade cabinet of that now, nice. which is pretty cool. This sounds way better than the arcades in our country. Our oh, country are like, just fucking mobile ports now. Yep. Shit. So as I was walking into that first arcade I went into, they had a giant, um, like not even inside, like on the outside, they had a giant uh, arcade version of Sum Sum. Like the the mobile Sumsum game, the one the the game that your wife is obsessed yeah, with. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the yeah. huge big touchscreen of that thing, and I was like, "Oh, is this wow. has it has it reached Japan now? Is this just what Japanese games are?" I said, "No, there are some games in there." Um, I saw uh, Densha, uh, Denshade Go, which is a train driving simulator. Um, yeah, I, I read an article about this that this is like sweeping Japan, where so, it's like. It's, an actual like train sim with multiple screens yep and- so there was like a chunk of a like the front of a train like in this arcade that you would go into next to the door there was like a coat stand with like a, ja- a train driver's jacket and hat that you would put on as you go in and it was just like these two guys were sitting in there pretending to drive trains around japan and it was fucking nice. nuts um, I mean, more power to them. They're oh, fucking... no, like, totally. Like, I would have given it a shot as well if I knew what the fuck yeah, I was doing. Yeah, if people but... are fucking sitting in arcades doing, like, z- uh, virtual on with, like, double joysticks and stuff, they can go drive but, trains. Like, but the thing is, like, it's such an antithesis of what you expect arcade games to be, right? Because they want to get in, get your money, and get out. This seemed like it was a slow game. So unless you're paying a lot up front to do this... Like, it doesn't seem like a particularly effective arcade game, but these they were, it seemed cool. Yeah, um, that's fair. There was a arcade version of Theatrhythm, the Final Fantasy game. Oh, nice, yeah. Which was kind of cool. The game's awesome. Um, like, had the same style and everything as the, the mobile yeah. one. It's kind of cool. Uh, did you see um, Dissidia NT out there? I, I did. I was about to yet. say, I there was a yeah. lot of Dissidia. That game, that game looks like awesome. I love that. And that it's looks... control. It's not control. It's controlled by um, like two joysticks as well, like virtual on style. That seems weird, but okay. Yeah, sure. Um, there was another game. I can't remember what it was, but it was played by what looked like a giant mouse. Like there was like it, it looked like <laughs> okay. they basically they looked like they'd basically taken a keyboard and mouse and like codified it into this cabinet which was kind of cool um so there was that there was a pocket tournament there was a, a bunch of pocket tournament cabinets oh, yeah, sure. which had like controllers which was really weird um what else was there i'm just quickly flicking through this uh all oh, right so yeah so i need to talk about gunslinger stratos so what the fuck is that? That so is awesome. This was the before. I'm gonna these, <laughs> so there are four of these cabinets next to each other, and each cabinet has two guns, and each cabinet is supposed to take one person, and it is a four-person deathmatch game, as far as I can okay. tell. Which was obviously internet connected because there was nobody else playing there. 
and your two pistols and you kind of what the fuck this thing looks amazing so you kind of move about these things uh, move about these uh, like kind of cityscapes and you get like big jumps and you can kind of boost jump and all this kind of stuff but the really cool thing about it is you've got your two pistols that you just kind of use to shoot yeah the pistols have magnetic chunks on them so you can attach the pistols together with magnets which turn them into a different gun, okay. depending on the character. And then there's another mode where you can put one on top of the other, which changes it into a different gun. And they, like, lock <laughs> together in this really cool way. Um, That's pretty awesome. It's I like that. nuts. That thing was insane. Um, and I yeah, watched... I've watched a video of it now, and it seems mental. Yeah. Uh, I was watching somebody play it, and it was just like, this looks nuts. And the, the second one I went to was the, one of the Taito arcades. Um, mm. A bunch of the machines had, like, printed japan uh, printed english instructions next to them nice and um stratos is one of them which is the only way i knew what the fuck was going on even remotely um but all of the game was still in japanese um so yeah that was fun to see and i saw that they had like gundam pods or the battle yeah. tech pods whichever one of them that was they had a whole section you see a of, bunch of people there. playing street fighter that was a lot of street fighter going on a lot of yeah. tekken 7 as well i yeah, saw yeah, tekken's and, getting tekken's um, picking up a lot of steam right? there was a couple of pr- uh I was going to say Pro Evo, Winning Eleven cabinets, which just looked like they had PlayStation controllers in them, which was real weird. Oh, nice. Um, but guys just playing um, Winning Eleven that was there. Um, what else was there? There was a couple other small things. A couple of quiz games. Uh, what was that quiz game? Um, Magic Trivia Academy, I think it's called, or something like that. What? It's just, it's just like a quiz. It's just like a trivia game with anime characters, okay. um, which was cool. Uh, I think that was everything I saw. I only got a chance to go into two um, to, to see what was there. And I briefly entered a pachinko parlor and then left because it was too loud. Um, yeah, you have, to, you have to go see it at least. And it was cool to see like the... Because um, there's a thing going on um, in Japan right now. There's a They're debating, like reworking the gambling laws in Japan. So it was really interesting oh, to... To, to let them actually gamble? Or... Yeah, like or to like ease off what the thing is. But like in describing to the people I was there with, like what pachinko is and how it like loopholes its way through these gambling restrictions yeah and it was really cool what is it it, it, it like loopholes it because they don't offer money they offer like food so you stuff put like that. you put money in and you you win the little ball the little ball bearings is what you win yeah so if you get them out they, it spits out these ball bearings and then you take your ball bearings and in a completely separate but very very close um section uh, like building or like little um, desk, like you leave the door of the pachinko parlor, go next door and go in, and then it just so happens that their business model is that they take these ball bearings and give you vouchers for like groceries and right. shit. Right, that's what I thought. So yeah. you're not gambling, you're trading money for balls, and then this other place will trade <laughs> your balls for groceries. Yes. So it's entirely right. legal and definitely that's not legal. gambling. That's um, not a loophole. Not at 100% all. 100% not a loophole. Um, so I was trying to explain this to, to the people I was there with. It was like, no, this is how this works. Said, that's so fucking, like, brazen. Yeah, and it was bizarre. Like, yeah. yeah, like, the gambling laws in Japan are super strict, but full of holes. So yeah. nobody stops them. Um, so yeah, it was it was, it was was real cool um, to see. Um, Ueno is a real weird part of Japan, which I, part of Tokyo, which I hadn't spent any time in before. Um, yeah. it seems like it had a very kind of Vegasy feel to it, 
which was right. Well, yeah, when you say strange. red light district, that's kind of yeah, and l- lots of like bit CD, l- bit CD, lots of very fancy, um, but kind of flimsy looking hotels. Like they looked very like kind of high class, but probably if you poked them too hard, they would all fall apart. Like that kind of thing. Sure. Um, yeah. There was a couple that we passed a we passed a place um, that it was we passed a hotel. And I had to explain what the difference between because they had two prices on them, and we were looking at it going, that looks really, really reasonable. Like, what the fuck's going on here? And it was the two prices. One is for like night. And there's two lines. One says stay, and one says night. And the yes. prices are there. And I had to explain yeah. like stay is like if you only want a hotel room for like three hours, say. And night is yes. like no, you're staying there for the whole night. And they're oh, yeah. okay, right, got you. Say if you want to go somewhere that has a comfortable place for a couple of hours. Totally. Like, if you want to, you know, have a nap for three hours, for instance, you can go there. Um, The weirdest moment where was we went to... Because we'd had dinner, and we were just wandering around, taking in in the sights. And we passed this thing that was... It was past this jazz bar, right? Like, small... Like, small jazz bar, like, can't have been, like... Was not big. Had maybe, like... 15 seats round a bar in the middle and there was these two women serving and they just had these bottles of whiskey at the back. It was all very nice, very wood panelled and it was all yeah. it was all pretty cool. And we're like, hey, do you want to go for a drink in there? And it was I was there with my boss and he said, we should go in here. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? And we sat Is this down. Your, your actual boss or your Japanese boss? My actual boss. Um, actual boss. And we went in and we sat down and... The, the woman came over and sat, said said hello and gave us the menu, turned to the back page of the menu and walked away. And we looked at the back page of the menu and it said um, it is 2,000 yen per hour and a, 20, and a 20% service charge. And 2,000 yen is about 12 quid-ish. Yeah. Uh, and a service charge of 20% on top of whatever it is you buy. Jesus. And then you turn to the whiskies and the whiskies are like... 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 800 yen a glass and stuff like that okay. and we're like and i'm like and I'm, I'm looking at i'm looking at my boss and is like this is all on you you brought me in here like this is it's your call whether we just bail like right now yeah yeah, yeah. and he's going yeah we should we should probably leave this is too much for our blood and as we as he said that there was a kind of older japanese gentleman to the side of us who was obviously listening to what we said and obviously had quite good English. And the terrorists go, this is far too rich for us. At which point he just started pissing himself laughing. And we turn and look at him and he's this older Japanese gentleman with like a black turtleneck, entirely slicked back hair and had an entire bottle of McAllen. McAllen? McAllen. <laughs> had an entire bottle of McAllen next to him and was just pouring himself glasses and knocking them back. And it was like, how much money do you have? And we That's- just laughed. And we just laughed. A guy who's loving his life, you. That's... Yep. Um, so we just laughed. The woman behind the bar laughed and we just got the fuck out of there. Um, and then got propositioned and then walked away. Um, propositioned? Okay. Yeah. Well, we think that's what happened, but a guy came over a guy came over to us with two women and said, like, ah, you're a European businessman? I was like, yes, but no. Um, and walked away. Did that, uh, did that not make you feel good to be like, yes, I am a European oh, businessman? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes, I am, but no. You're doing my serious business. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was an experience, like it always is. Um, and yeah, I'll not do that again for a while because yeah. being awake for 24 hours is shitty trying to travel and not being able to sleep on planes and things. It was, yeah, not fun. Sure. 
Um, but, yeah. but yeah, so it was good. But I did get to play a bunch of the Switch, which is the whole yes. reason I bought it in the first place. To, yes. Was for this journey. Um, so I played a whole bunch of Mario. I played a little bit of Zelda and like a couple hours of Mario and Rabbids. So, oh, okay, you got Mario and Rabbids as well. Okay. I borrowed, well, I borrowed Mario and Rabbids from a friend who, um, who knew I was going. I was like, "Here, I'm done with this. You can you can play it while you're away." So, um, I'll be, I'll quickly kind of go through them because everyone knows what the fuck they are at this point. Yes, Mario is real good. I, I yeah. to, to, and I was I was surprised how good it was actually, and it's interesting to see as well because I think we mentioned this last time where like. I think both of us are kind of unburdened, unburdened from uh, Nintendo nostalgia. Like, we never really had yeah, Nintendo consoles growing us. up. I played a bunch of Super Mario World on my mate's SNES. Like, that was about the extent yeah. of... and we both there's, a reason, there's a reason that, like, Mario doesn't do it for me, but when you tell me they're making an enhanced edition in Neverwinter Nights, I get excited. Yeah. And we it's were, because we were PC people. We were PC kids growing up. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, so if, if, you you told, have... if you told me they were making an actual new Unreal Tournament, I'd be like, hell yes. Totally. That's, yes, that's... I'm, I'm into that. Um, so yeah, so Mario is real good. It is... I had forgotten or didn't know before. I couldn't quite tell where... Cause you, you played a bunch of Galaxy, didn't you? Yes, I love Galaxy. So, and Galaxy too. So Odyssey is appears to be a contrivance for Nintendo to just be fucking weird for like however long you want to play that game where like it just it it obviously has the bunch of worlds that have their own unique mechanics in them yeah and every now and then they'll just go ah fuck this complete theme we've got here's a room that's entirely different that is doing something cool that we wanted to try yeah like it feels like yeah. it feels like about 50 people all had their own ideas in this game and it works which is weird. Like, yeah, there's some you'll... moments in Galaxy that that happened as well. Like, you get weird subdiversions that are just different. Yeah, things. like, hey, we've got we've got this idea for a puzzle we really want to try, so we're just going to put it in this random door, it underwater in this thing, and it's got nothing to do with anything else. Um, and there are obviously some like the worlds are constructed around a couple of like specific mechanics. So, like, there's a the the lava world. I can't remember what it's called. The forgotten world. I think it's called where they have which is the only world that has the regulars on it and when you capture one of the regulars your control then becomes where you can then you can kind of move about as caterpillars but if you hold down one of the trigger buttons you will extend yourself out over lava and then when you let go your tail constricts again so you can kind of cross platforms in kind of cool ways oh, okay, sure. um there's a lot of little mechanics like that and it's it definitely seems like an excuse for them to just be have a bunch of ideas and they all kind of work. Especially because the whole conceit of that thing is like, hey, you need to get just lots of these moons and they're all just hidden everywhere for you to do random yeah. things with. Fucking tripping over moons in that game. Yeah. Um, ending is real good. We'll probably be talking about it at the Game of the Year stuff, but that ending okay. sequence is... Once you realise what they're about to make you do, it's really awesome. Um, sure. And completely nuts um so yes I, I i quite like mario and there's a lot of game in there as well like you can finish the quote-unquote story in like, what, like yeah. five, five hours or whatever it is like if even if you're even if you're kind of racing through it but there is so much more to do in that game as it turns out yeah is it not is it not more about like you 
after a certain point understanding the mechanics of that game enough to start like playing with it and breaking it and stuff to kind find of weird hidden but also there's the stuff which is like like once you once you finish the main or the, the main story and it's like here's more stuff in all of these worlds that you right. then realize how you unlock because you've been seeing something specific through all of the worlds and you're like what the fuck is this thing it doesn't seem to work or do anything but okay and then once you hit the end of the game you're like oh okay right and then suddenly there's a whole bunch of other stuff to do in every one of the stages so right. that that pushes you over like the 200 300 400 moons each of which do other things once you hit those limits and all of this kind of, like it's it seems like there's a lot in there and uh sure it looks real nice as well on both tv and small screen like i played a lot of it in small yeah. screen do you not um, notice a like frame rate dip or anything didn't your... dip once I, i'm oh. sorry no it maybe dipped like once when there was a lot going on but it was like negligible um Good. so that's that's really cool thoroughly enjoying that uh, i played like four hours of zelda um yeah. i'm not convinced yet about no. that game um okay. and when I say the things I'm about to say, you'll understand why. It feels a lot like it feels a lot like a Bethesda game in a weird way, where for a number of reasons, where it's simultaneously too much tutorial and not enough tutorial at the same time. Where okay. there is a so, for instance, there's the opening section, or the opening section where it's kind of tutorializing a lot of the mechanics. And you start on like a plateau that you can't get off of because it's just like a sheer drop. And the way you go off the plateau is eventually you do enough stuff where you get like the hang glider thing and you can just hang glider off the edge. That's how you finish it. In order sure. to get the hang glider, you need to do basically the four shrines that are on this plateau. And the two are easy enough to get. You can get to them and they're relatively basic puzzles and you can work your way through it and get your first couple of runes and your powers and all this kind of stuff. And then the other two, I knew where they were on the map. I could see them from the tower. But every time I would go into them, I'd be like, Oh, it's it's cold in these places, and I just I can't get anywhere to like like I just run out of health before I can get anywhere. Like the fuck is going right. on? I'm just wandering yeah. about this remarkably large plateau. Like none of I what am I supposed to do here? Like there's no direction. Like it's just I'm just wandering at this point, and then I just happen to wander in the right place where there's a there's a kind of old man at the start that is kind of tutorializing you, and he's just hanging out in this uh, in this hut. And you're like, okay, and I'll talk, I'll talk to him. He's like, oh, I really miss my whatever recipe was that he talked about. And you're like, okay, I'll go make your recipe. And you go make you go make his... And I, like, I got that thing when he talks about his recipe and was like, yeah, okay, fuck you. You're going to teach me how to cook, cook. I'm too busy dealing with these shrines right now to cook for you. And I was like, right. I couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And I was like, fine, I'll go make this guy's fucking recipe. And they teach you how to do cooking stuff. Um, and then you cook this thing for him and he says oh cool I've now got this warm food I don't need this comfy jumper and he hands you like this thing that makes you resistant to cold and I'm like oh, okay. oh right sure. now I'm supposed to be able to do this thing but it was like I wondered for ages like what the fuck am I supposed to do here um, but is that I've heard people talk about this game and is it not like but people are seeing that more as like a way of getting the open world and kind of like trying to drive you instead of like but then i guess then it's not an open world is it it's kind of like full i mean it's an, it an open world like after the initial person after the initial bit like it does open up but like this particular section like this plateau which is supposed to which is like teaching you all the mechanics like yeah that there wasn't enough direction there to be like 
like I want to get out to the open world. I want to go out and see things, but you're keeping me here to do something arbitrary you haven't told me to do. Um, And it felt really, really weird. And also there's sections which are like, again, kind of like a Bethesda game where like, you can do a lot in this game you would not expect. Like there's a section where, like there's a big river in the cold section that you get to and there's like half of the the bridge is missing to get to the other side. And you can't go in the water because as soon as you go in the water, like your stamina just drains really quickly and you drown because it's too cold. You're like, okay, so what the fuck am I supposed to do here? I'm kind of wandering about a little bit and there's a tree, there's a bunch of trees next to it with a like a woodcutter's axe in it. And you go over and you can pick up the axe and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I'm supposed to cut these, I wonder if I can cut these trees down. And every tree in that game you can cut down. Like every tree. I was like, oh, that's cool because you don't expect to be able to do that in these games. That's awesome. And then you realize like, oh, if I cut these trees down, they'll fall into the river, float their way over to the supports of the bridge and now I can get a bridge. That's really cool. Ah, So I start cutting this tree down and it kind of half goes into the bit and I'm like, uh, okay, let me cut this other tree down. That'll knock it in. That kind of half. And then this, the next one misses. So you can't yeah. actually do the thing they want you to do. Like, it's super janky in that way, which is like, right, right. there's a chance this might just not fucking work, right? Um, and there seems like a lot, some of the puzzles and the shrines and stuff like that are like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be able to solve this this way, but it kind of works. So, okay. And um, which is a positive in some ways. And kind of not in other ways like you feel like zelda especially it should be highly 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 polished where like yeah, sure and a lot of the puzzles one are of the, one of the marquee franchises like, totally and a lot of the puzzles are a lot of them are like okay i know what i need to do and it's going to gauge you exactly the way and you can see it's got you've got enough visibility of all the parts to be able to work out what you need to do and then execute it but some of the stuff is just like how do, like i could kind of like fudge this and kind of fly to this bit that i can't really kind of get and you kind of get it by chance and you're like okay sure it's the open worldness of it has feels like it has affected the direction like you don't get as much direction as you would normally expect right, from okay, a game like sure. this which is probably yeah. a positive for a lot of people and it's kind of positive in my way in my mind as well but it's it takes a bit of like you have to kind of change how you think about this stuff. You felt you felt like you needed a bit more prodding, just like yes, a little bit more. A little bit, right? And, and and like when they're setting up these cool open world things, you can do they need to work so that you get the payoff of like I'm a fucking yeah, genius. Sure. Yeah, that was that was annoying. You need, you need you need decent interactability, not totally. Instead, of what I did slightly janky because because the other option at that point is to run the entire way down the river and cross the other bridge that's miles away, which is what I had yeah. to end up doing. But you wanted to feel clever, so you wanted to try the... And, like, the shrines, like, again, the shrines are little isolated puzzles, which are the bits I'm really enjoying about that game, which is, like, here's all your tool set. Like, here's a puzzle. Figure it out. Yeah, And that's the the bit I'm really enjoying. The open world bit of it is kind of like, yeah, okay, sure, but it feels like it's getting in the way of actually getting me to the stuff I want to do. But I I don't know. Like I say, I'm very early on. There's a lot in that game. I need to go investigate a little bit more. Um, and I played a little bit of Rabbids. I haven't played too much of that yet. It's cool. It's XCOM light, really. Um, it's uh, I. The Rabbids are growing on me. Like they are genuinely <laughs> pretty funny at points. Sure. Um, Rabbit Peach might be my new favorite character of the year. Like she's oh, just God. She just takes no shit. And like the scene that sassy is that the the scene where Rabid Peach meets actual Peach is brilliant. Like he, she she just walks over to her and is like, like kind of like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. And she kind of like picked, like 
like picks up a little bit of her dress and just goes and walks away and it's like yeah okay <laughs> that's pretty good um it's still not particularly complicated but i assume that's coming pretty soon and um, they're still yeah. teaching you like low cover and high cover and the the kind of dodge mechanics and the the long jump mechanics and all this kind of stuff um but yeah i'll i'll, I'll dig into a little bit more of that soon but the switch seems pretty cool the only thing i'll say is um again having not had a lot of experience with nintendo consoles the controls are really throwing me because a lot of what a lot of what some of the switch does is like the the buttons like in the plus configuration when it puts up a prompt it will put up like what button to press and which one of the four buttons it is whether it's like the top button or the right button or the bottom button that seems to be a kind of console standard thing but some of them don't do it. So when it says press A and I press Xbox A, which is not A. Oh, right, okay. And yeah. I'm permanently fighting the controls, especially in something like Zelda, where the, the controls are actually kind of specific and complicated in a is lot of ways. Is that not just a matter of muscle memory? Totally, like, but like, I'm fighting it and it is unforgiving sometimes because like the button I feel should be like pull out your bow is in fact throw your weapon. So there's been a bunch of times in the shrine where I'm like, oh, I just need to hit this thing with a bow and I just throw my sword away and into a pit. <laughs> and I'm just sure. like, oh, well, fuck. Like, that was... That's the, what, yeah. Um, and stuff like the the bombs are... Um, and also, like, the button, the shoulder buttons are L and R are the bumpers and LZ and RZ are the triggers. So I see L, which looks like a trigger, and I pull... I pull the trigger when actually they're looking for the bumper and instead I just fucking throw bombs at walls and stuff like that. Like, it's... I, I'm actively having to think about the controls, which is making it worse. Uh, but that is purely just the muscle memory thing because I'm now... I do not know how people keep three control systems in their head. Like, at least between Xbox and PlayStation, it's like... You at least have triangle and square to separate you from X and B. Yeah. But on there, it's like, it's the letters again, but they're in a different order. And also... Advance is not is like Japanese advance, not uh, not EU advance. So like I keep cancelling out of menus when I mean to do stuff, and like ah, that's I think that's just muscle memory. It's, it that. is a hundred percent muscle memory and hundred yeah. percent my own fault. I'm just like yeah. it's getting in the way of trying some of this stuff, and eventually I'll get there. It's just like yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be working away at some of that, and you'll get to see some of it when you're when you come up at the weekend. Yes. You get to see some of the yeah. stuff. I'll, um, I'll give it a give it a go. Give it a go. Um, but yeah, that's kind of well. I've got one more game, but you should talk about your stuff um, before we go on. Do you? Okay, sure. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you have one more game, but all right. Um, so I have, as I said last time, just kind of been going through backlog trying to get stuff done before uh, game of the year gets finished. Yep. Um, so I installed, tried, and was promptly finished with Near Automata. Um, yep, that was that was interesting to see your kind of compressed experience after a game. about nine hours. Uh, I played it, realized I thought it was pretty bad. Uh, uninstalled it, read the story, went, "Huh, that's cool," but I'm not going to play it to see that, and was done with it. So I you don't... finished A, right? I finished route A. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's. Yeah. I finished. I finished route A. Got to the start of route B. Realized what route B was going to be, and went well. Fuck this, and just didn't want to do it anymore. Which is what because a lot of. Which is what a lot of sane people appear to have done. Near Automata is not a fun game. Near Automata is quite poor in a lot of respects. 
it tells a really cool story with a lot of really cool beats and themes and all like all the really cool hallmarks of a good story but you have to play a game to get to those points and the part that you play isn't good no it's not the world is huge but populated by nothing and the combat is bad like it's especially for platinum who i know can do better they made fucking bayonetta and yep they, they can do action combat really really well this is just bad like it's really boring it was There's interesting. no nuance to the combat it was interesting to watch this game for me go from weird to bad to disappointing like i left that game yeah. being disappointed as opposed to it being thinking it's a bad game because like because like you're saying there's a lot of there's a lot of really good stuff in there. It's just hidden behind a lot of really terrible game. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a really bad game in there. Yeah, um, not great. Like, I, I wish, I wish the combat was in any way good, but it just isn't. And I've played action combat games forever. Like, I love Devil May Cry. It's one of yep. my favorite games. No. Sure. And I can tell you for a matter of fact that it's bad. Like, there's no nuance. It's literally just hit dodge at the right moment and then mash the attack buttons. There's no. The combo system's crap. There's no parrying. There's no like. There's very limited dodging. It's By the time you get to the end, just bad. It's... The end part of the game, you're also mashing dodge. Cause yeah, like that's because there's also no penalty to you missing like mistiming dodge. Like you just hammer dodge while you're hammering attack, yeah. um, and you basically get through it most of the time. And um, like, there's not there's not enough of a benefit benefit to doing like a perfect dodge for no. you to there's not enough of a benefit there to do that so you just hit dodge all the time yep it's yeah it's just bad and um the boss fights aren't interesting and yeah it does a lot of cool things with like perspective like it plays around with the camera a lot that i really like and it changes up its mode of play a couple of times which is kind of cool but it's just not great like i I don't want to play that game to see the good things in it it's yep well I, i i've been there and done that for you and you don't need you're yeah. not missing anything honestly no yeah like i, I well, went no, and like, i i read i read the full story i listened to people talk about the summary i like listened to people who played it and like i get i can understand why people would think that game is really really good it does have a really good story and there's some cool side stuff and all that sort of stuff but just can't get over how bad that game is to play it's, i admire the patience and there's of cool, those people there's cool, moments, there's cool moments as well like the the fight in Route A against the giant frog thing that has the EMP is really big and like has good spectacle and you feel the size of it and it's a really big, grand, cool fight. But yep. it doesn't we were talking about this actually, where it was like it a game has to kind of earn that spectacle, like that moment. Yeah. Like that I, I finished that and went, Oh, okay, that was pretty cool. I felt like it should have been bigger. Like that should have been a bigger moment and it wasn't. It was yeah, just it, it was the like, most it's what we talked about last time where you need to, like you can't a game cannot be just spectacle. Like it has yeah. to be tied into either like being attached to the characters or what's happening. It needs to be attached yeah. to like v- even or, just or even like just visually. it has to be it has to be so much of a spectacle that that is almost the driving like Asura's Wrath where it's yeah. like that game is like it's all about the spectacle it's literally just look at this crazy thing we're doing and then we're gonna amp and then we're gonna amp and amp and amp and amp and keep building on it yeah Nier doesn't do that it just kind of goes look at this thing and you go oh all right and then that's that's kind of it you don't yeah. there's no connection there or and also like at least with some of the Asura stuff like there was some 
variety into how you're interacting in those scenes. Like, for every one of the near ones, it was like, oh, that's a really cool setup, and then you just hammer attack at it, and eventually it goes down. Like, there was no... Yeah. There was no, like, yeah, no, intrigue to no any neurons. of that. Yeah, nothing. Um, so that was really sad. Um, mm. Because I've heard... I, I decided that I'd heard too many people talk about it to not play it, so I played totally. it, and then went, oh, that's bad, and then just didn't play it anymore. I am 100% um, glad I put 28 hours into that game, or whatever the fuck it was. Um, but man, you're, 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 you. you're glad you, you did. Is yeah. that so that you can talk to people about it? So, or is so, it... I, so I can say I've seen it, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can that's agree fair. that it's bad. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so did that. Uh, managed to get through all of Hellblade. Um, yeah, how did you? I, I meant to ask because I saw you'd done this. Um, how did you deal with the situation? The, the sequence you were stuck in. I literally, literally just turned off all the sound. Yep. And okay. just just did it based on sight. It was you don't. Need, you do not need the sound for that. And I knew that was the thing. No, luckily. You, so. Um, so yeah, did that. That game is something else. That game's the, really something yep. special. That, um, the ending sequence in particular is oh yeah that thing's insane yeah um, it's great super good game really really love that game uh what else have i done i'm trying to think now that's kind of I, the only thing i've got left to do now is pray and i've gone back to that and game's really hard to get back into so oh, I'm kind of sure. like, s- like slowly trying to build my way to it um, where did you leave off in that game so I am currently, I'm just about to get the arming key. Oh, wow. You were reasonably far through it then. Yeah. I'm okay. like close. I'm getting uh, Morgan's arming key, I think. Yes, that yeah. sounds about right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I was fairly like pretty close to however, like just over halfway through that game or whatever. But um, sure, yeah, I'm I'm slowly building my way back up to doing that. Cool. Um, I bought a Steam Link uh, because it was three pounds in the sale, and how do you not that buy was, that thing yeah. for three pounds? I almost bought another one for absolutely no good reason. Like, yeah, it's like I was like just scanning through the sale, going, "Oh, I don't need that, don't need that." And I went, "Wait, Steam Link for three quid?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." Like, how much is the post? Like five pound? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, yeah, that thing's great. Like it works straight out of the box. Like you set it up in ten seconds, and it goes cool, and then it just works. It's insane. It is, that, that, is, that is now how I play ninety percent of my PC games is on the couch using my Steam Link from the other room. Yeah, like if you if you hook that thing up with a Cat Five cable, it just works. It is perfect. You, you like, cannot tell that it's being streamed. Sometimes nope. it's. I played nuts. I played Cuphead with it, a game that's oh, wow. like okay. super dependent on like timing and stuff. Like like felt like I was playing it off my computer. It's awesome. Good. Um, well, I started. What was the other thing I bought in the sale? I bought both DLCs for Tyranny. Uh, oh, because right. I have, for for weird different reasons, been talking to a lot of people about that game fairly recently, uh, and I forgot just how much I liked it and how like what it does well, how it does it, and so I just decided I was going to go back and play through that thing again. So I started another playthrough of Tyranny um, cool. just to see the new stuff and go through it again um but the main thing that i've been doing which we can talk about Mm -hmm. is uh this mobile game called animal crossing pocket camp Um, how about how about make a suggestion that we go to break and we come back and talk about animal crossing sure was that your other game or was no i've got one more thing but it's not gonna be huge but we've been going for a little bit now we'll go to your music and yeah um come back 
So one of the things I'm going to talk about when we come back is a little game called Night in the Woods, which I had meant to pick up, but was never really particularly high on my list um, until uh, I, I kind of, I was, I was letting somebody talk about it at some point. I was like, I should probably check this out and start playing it. And it's, yeah, it's real cool. And the music plays a reasonably important part in some of that. So um, this is a track from from Night in the Woods. There's a lot of music in this game, and actually, music plays a part of a, a integral part of some of the story as well. Um, I'm just making sure I've got it. Yes, so this is a track called Knife Fight. Um, okay. There's some also some really great names in 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 the soundtrack here. So this is a track called Knife Fight from the the Night in the Woods soundtrack. Uh, check the post for links where you can pick us up, and we'll be back with some more video games right after this. was Knife Fight from the Night in the Woods soundtrack. Um, check the post, you can see links where you can pick that up. Um, so before we get to Animal Crossing, which we will, I should probably yeah. talk just a little bit now, a little bit about Night in the Woods because I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've been playing it. Um, so for people who don't know, this is a, uh, so the setup for this is you play uh, May Borowski, who is a 20-year-old who's uh, dropped out of college and has gone back to her the town where she grew up in, which seems very much like kind of flyover state Midwest US yeah, style. It's definitely one of those like Midwestern towns that are and also kind of flyover state towns that are just like nothing happens. And, and again, like for the second time this episode, kind of has echoes of the kind of town that we grew up in, like ex shipbuilding yeah, town, bit. which kind of I, the business has gone kind of, elsewhere. I kind of felt for her. Uh, a little bit because it kind of mimicked what I did between oh, of course, my yeah. undergrad and my master's year, so I kind of understood where she was coming. We should from. be clear that you didn't drop out. You just you no, took no, no. A, you I took a I year. Gradu- yeah. I graduated and then went back and did another course, but I needed to stay at home. So yeah, exactly. Um, and especially like for for the time we grew up in, like watching their original because they were a, what were they a mining town? No, they were a factory town. Ship shipbuilding town. Yeah. No, they, the, the the town of the game. Was, oh, the town of the game was a mining town, yeah. It was a mining town, and like we were a shipbuilding town, and then sure. there's a section we later on. There's a section later on the game, you see like a bunch of people that did work for that thing, and they work in call centers, which I thought was oh, really funny. Yeah, yeah. Really poignant. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so it's, and it's the story of like her going back to her town and meeting the friends that she grew up with who have not really left the town particularly, and seeing how little it's changed. 
so a lot the like about a big chunk of the game is her like relationships with her friends and her family and all this kind of stuff and, and what's happening but there's also this other part of the game where like there's been like at some very early on in the game like her friends find just an arm just lying in the, the park <laughs> and it's like what the fuck and like the thing that i really enjoy about this game is the dialogue is really really good like the characters talk to each other the way that friends talk to each other yeah definitely they act in the way that you act with your friends that you've known for for years years and years um so like the the section where you're in the park and you're like that's a fucking arm and they're like well what do you think we should do and she just stops her and says we should probably poke it with the stick, right? It's like, yeah, totally. And you, there's literally a part of the mini That's game where you, you poke it with the stick for a while, and there's dialogue happening, and all this, it's it's good. Um, it looks amazing. Like it looks really nice. It's got a cool kind of like two D. I don't know about amazing. Style. It definitely has a very distinctive style. It looks it, really cool. It progresses the more you play that game as well. Sure, it goes okay. places with it. Um, but for me, I should say that I should say that I played this game for about an hour. Yeah, uh, you, you played the first hour. It's it is hundred percent not for everyone. It is. Yeah, and I'm, also I'm I'm probably going to go back to it because I really did I really did connect with that main character of like yep. I really understand what you're going through. But man, it's just so slow at the start. So it um, is. It's totally not for everyone. It has a very slow start. You need to be yeah. kind of you need to be kind of in with it, and you'll know by the time. By the time you you find the arm, you'll know whether you're in or not. Um, but as a structure, again, it's a thing that's come up time and time again this year where the game part of the game is the worst part where it is... So it's 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 uh, kind of side-on 2D. It's got platforming elements. Um, and the kind of structure of the game is that you... You have a day in the town where you go, like, talk to people and meet your friends and, and have something happen there. Usually there's some kind of mini game that happens in there. It's either, like, the rhythm action game because you play in, this, in a band or there's, like the, the, like, the song we put in the intermission, there's a bit where you do, like, a friendly knife fight with your mate, which is fun. Um, and that's, like, entirely, like, controllable mini game. There's a really cool scene which is entirely optional, so I'm not even going to mention it, but like lots of like kind of little bits of, of um, kind of minigame-esque bits, which are good. But then when you go to sleep at night, at the end of every day, you kind of have these weird dreams, which are very platformery. And it does kind yeah. of feel sometimes you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, it hasn't really changed that much. Like, just let's get through this and get back to the bit I actually want to see. Like, it feels like they had to add some kind of traditional game to it, rather than it just being like a... A, uh, like immersive sim or like a walking simulator that kind of stuff they yeah. felt like they needed to add a bunch of stuff to it which it really doesn't need um, but apart from that it's it seems really cool I really want to see the end of it and there's a lot of like branching in it as well where so there's like there's your two friends that you grew up with um, uh, B and uh, fucking what's the guy's name I haven't spent a lot of time with him yet which is why it's Gary Gareth Gerald, fuck is his name? <laughs> He's a fox. Anyway, do you want to try a couple of more names that begin with G? Nah, I, can't, I can't remember. But it's it's nah. the two of them, and you decide every day who you want to spend some time with. Um, so there are whole sections of that game. Clearly I not. Seen. Clearly not Jerry for you. That fucker. Like that's not. No. If, what the hell is that dude's name? Uh, I'm, I need to know now. Clearly, you've not spent enough time with him if you don't know his name. Like that's. But so like so you make calls about who you want to hang out with. Um, Greg, I knew it was a G. Thank you, Greg. Um, 
So it's Greg and B are your two mates, and uh, Angus is Greg's uh, Greg's boyfriend, who you also meet up with and and, and do stuff with. Um, but like for me, when you started it, like B obviously at least initially has this thing of like well you fucking left and went to your fancy university so like fuck you yeah um so there was a there was a friendship to repair there however greg was like oh i'm so fucking excited for you to be back and i was like you're cool i'm gonna focus on my friendship with who's supposed to be my best friend when i left like i need to go that so there's the whole other section with greg that i haven't even seen sure that you will never see um which is really cool um so yeah, I I need to see where that thing goes. Um, it's, I'm really enjoying the dialogue with it. Um, and just the relationship is, between the characters. It is very well written. Like it's yeah. the dialogue. So, is some very good. some of the best dialogue in there. And also like again a recurring theme this year, um, theater in games where like you do a play at some point in that game. Oh yeah, right. Um, okay. and it's pretty good. It's it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so I, I'll, I'll finish that off and I'll let you know how it, how it wraps up. But sure. I'm enjoying that so far. But we should get to Animal Crossing yeah. Pocket Camp. So, uh, how do I even start with this? Well, I love Animal Crossing. Yes, um, we've established you've that listened, you're... If you've listened to the show before, you know how much I love Animal Crossing. I have KK Slater and Tom Nick hanging out on my top shelf over there. Now joined of course. By, yep. by Blathers now. Um really do love those games uh so when i tell you that pocket camp is a massive pile of shit <laughs> oh um, wow you've you've, you've gone you should believe the last me time i talked to you about this because it doesn't because the first 45 minutes of that game are really good yep. and then it tanks severely mm-hmm. um so what this game is is the third in nintendo's line of we're going to start making mobile games uh is it a joining yeah Fourth? super mario run no, Super Mario Run, Fire Emblem, Heroes, and this. Mitomo as well. Ah, that doesn't count. Okay, that was, fair enough. That was barely that a was game. Be- You're right. that, that, was, that was before their whole, no, we're going to turn our franchises into mobile games. Okay. Um, and I was super excited, having loved Animal Crossing. I was like, oh, that game would work perfectly on a mobile device. If you just yep. made an Animal Crossing game and put it on a phone, it would be great. What they did instead was make something that looks and sounds like an Animal Crossing game and is then backed up by a bunch of really shit mechanics that either drive you to spend a lot of money or spend a lot of time doing nothing. Um, so that I, I'm going to do a constant comparison between this and actual Animal Crossing games. Okay, so, so this, is, this is the thing I was going to ask, because I've, I'm not hugely familiar with the Animal Crossing games. I haven't played that yeah. many of them. And it seems yeah. like everything in this game is how I've heard people describe normal Animal Crossing, right? You go collect fruit, you get bugs, you build stuff, you make people happy. Right. Yes. How is this different? So, the difference is, so in this game, you... The game has an amazing opening. Yes, I will say that it much. really does. It's a great, fantastic opening that we'll talk about in Game of the Year. Uh, we will. Uh, and... Um, 
you arrive at a vacant summer camp and Isabel says, oh, you're the new camp director because that's how every Animal Crossing game starts as you arrive in a town and they go, you're the new mayor, right? Because um, every yeah. single one of them, you have your character's the same reaction of, what, really? Okay. No, no, well, no, no, no. There's only like a couple of games where you're actually in a position oh, right, of authority. Okay. Like, sure. the new, new Leaf is the one that you turn up and they go, you're the new mayor. And you go, wait, what? And they go, no, you have to be the new mayor. And you like run over and get put in. But anyway, uh, so you arrive and they say, okay, you have this new summer camp, let's make it the best possible we can, and you can invite your pals and all that, the usual Animal Crossing stuff. So, but, so, but, uh, how do you do this? So, in Animal Crossing Normal, you are an inhabitant of this town. You have your neighbours, you have the shop, you have the market, you have a whole bunch of other stuff that you can go and do. Um, in this game your choices to do things are incredibly limited and not only limited by what there is. So you can go and shake trees and grip fruit, which is an animal crossing thing. You can go fish, which is an animal crossing thing. They're all time limited to the point of being like mobile game, shake a tree, wait for three hours. And you can see this bar that says three hours. Um, then instead of you interacting with your neighbors, like in a normal animal crossing sense of, I want to go and talk to my neighbors because I want to be friendly and I want to meet the cool, interesting characters that are in my town. Like, yes, sometimes they're piles of shit and you hate them, but that all adds to the the flavor or the color of your town. Of course. In this game, you literally walk up to all the people and they go, hey, and they shoot their catchphrase off, whatever that is. Um, for example, there's that penguin guy that I can't remember the name of that says picante um, at the ends of sentences. Yeah, um, Jay? Jay. Tex. That's his name, Tex. Oh, okay. Um, and he's really cool. I like him. I want to see him in an actual Animal Crossing game. But all they do is they walk up, they say your catchphrase, and then they go, give me this thing. And you go, oh, all right, here's your thing. And they go, cool. Set. There's, there's no nuance. There's no, like, cool. Animal Crossing's really good at, like, witty, like, pun writing and, like, dumb jokes and all that sort of stuff. None of that in this game. It's all it, very clinical. It does like, feel a little soulless at points. Yeah, it's incredibly soulless. A lot of it's very soulless. I heard, um, like, I heard people describe it as, like, kind of peeling back the curtain of Animal Crossing and, and showing you, like, the bare mechanics. Yes. Which is raw, do a thing to get... It's do X plus Y to get Z, which is not... Yes, that's what Animal Crossing is. Yes, you go around and shake trees and talk to people, but the the things surrounding surrounding X plus Y equals Z is the thing that makes Animal Crossing good. It's the thing that makes you want to go back to Animal Crossing is be like, oh, I want to check in on Blathers and see how he's doing. Oh, it's like 11 o'clock. I need to go to Brewster's shop and do this. And like, that's the sort of thing you want. Whereas in this game, it's literally just this person wants a fish. Here's a fish. What's your what's your friendship level four? Okay, cool. I can invite you around to my camp. No way, I can't because you're saying I need to build this chair, this shelf, and this sofa before you'll even consider coming around to my camp. Everybody's a massive fucking egotist in pocket camp. Yeah. You go, hey, do you want to come around to my house? And they go, yes, but you need to build this very specific chair, this very specific table, and this very specific wardrobe before I'll even consider coming anywhere near your camp. And also, and like, like, fuck you, look, you! I don't want to build that shit. Like, when you, when you look at it from the player's perspective as well, it seems kind of desperate. That like, I'm going to throw items at you and buy you things yeah. until you're friends with me. And it, like, and it really ruins the kind of that ruins the kind of cool like creativity you could have in Animal Crossing, where you could go like, this is my house. I want it to look this way, and this is 
So I'll put this here and this here and it has this cool statue in it. And look, there's a gyroid in the corner doing his little dance. Isn't that great? And all that ruins that completely from Animal Crossing and instead just goes, no, you need to build these things because these people want them. Yeah. Like not for any sort of creativity or any cool planning or anything like that. It's literally just, do you want text in your camp? Have X, Y, and Z and you'll get text in your camp. Yeah. Like it was, none of that. It was cool when I went to your... I really appreciate as well that we both had exactly the same idea for our camps. When I went to go, I went to go visit your camp in the game and you had like your section that was like, here's where all the people hang out. And they had a section where you just put KK Slider on a stage. Yes. I had you exact- give that man a fucking stage. That's I what had you exactly do. the same idea. As soon as I saw you could build speakers and effects units, I was like, I'm just going to build him a fucking stage. This is going to be great. That's and what turned- you do. And I turned up to your camp and I was like, yes, he's done it as well. Yeah, okay. It's the same. It's what you do. That guy's the best character in Animal Crossing. He deserves a fucking platform. So you give him it. So I think, um, I think that at its core says a lot about this game where you say to people who are not even Animal Crossing fans, but like understand what it is and some of the history behind it and you go to them and say give me two of the main characters of animal crossing 99 times out of 100 they're going to say tom, tom nook. nook and kk slider yeah. and yeah. both of those characters are and if i get this right you can only get them for the first 45 days after you log in and you can yep. only get them with the paid currency which yes, the leaf tickets yes. which if you really power through the first couple of hours and really do a lot of goals you can get one of them for free probably yep um which is real shitty because it's like here's this is the these, this is probably what you're here for but you're probably gonna have this, to pay together yeah. i was thinking it's just soulless is kind of like really good way to describe it because there's not even there's none of the cool side stuff that you can do like they're doing an event right now but it's literally just hey it's christmas yeah, like, like there's no they literally did the destiny thing of introducing another currency right that's kind yeah. of what they did like candy canes are now the christmas currency and and it's so there's no like hey the 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 fortune tellers in town or hey it's time for the fishing competition or whatever there's none of that there's no um you can't like go to the shop and talk to cyprus or anybody like that you can't go talk to tom nook because there's no marketplace there's no clothes shop there's a clothes shop but it's like literally just the market has three items of clothing and also yeah there are three random items that appear when tommy or timmy decide to come out of their hole and be like there's some items um there's just no there's no there's none of the the magic of animal crossing there it's all just very clinical it always felt like it it always felt like when people talked about animal crossing to me they were like I've got so much stuff I could do today, so I'm going to have to choose something and just go with it. Whereas in this, it's like, okay, I've done my stuff for the day in like yeah. 20 minutes. Very, and very much, I'm, I've done my things. And I'm building, like, a, I'm building a chair, it's going to take six hours, so I guess I'll come back in six hours. And okay. it's, it's even like an Animal Crossing normal. It's just like, okay, I went around and I, I like picked all my fruits and stuff and bought this and blah, blah. And then you're like, cool, I can like put this away for 20 minutes. But then you can come back after 20 minutes and there's still more stuff to do. As opposed to this, where it's like, okay, I've done my stuff, off. And that's kind of it. Totally. Like, there's not a lot else. So the other thing I've seen is, like, I expected this game to be, like... This was going to be one of the few games where I would leave notifications on. Because it would be really cool to turn your phone on and go, like, Hey, this weird person's in your camp. You should go talk to them. Like, okay, sure, I will. Like, I've had one notification and it was, hey, the Christmas thing started. Yep. Go get candy canes. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of randomness to it or like yeah. lots of cool like it's event it's really stuff. Missing. 
really missing that Animal Crossing spark that I'd really need out of an Animal Crossing game sure. that keeps me like involved in that world. And we should also no say fucking, like there's no fucking KK Slider concert. I, I can't go see KK Slider on a Sunday or a Wednesday. Like fuck this game. Like why would I play this game? It's so... In fact, in fact, there's no day specific stuff in it at all. Really, no, is there? There's not. No, I can't go see Brewster on a Sunday for a special brew. Like I can't. I can't do that because there isn't. Oh, we, should, so we, should also, we should also probably mention like when that game launched it was kind of a mess like oh yeah it was could, broken and shit like there was a lot of con- connect to it. yeah a lot of connection problems a lot of just like i can't even get into any of this and yeah it was very strange yeah it was it was pretty bad um a kk nice. slider just kk slider just sits at your camp and plays two cards he doesn't even play kk slider card like songs yeah oh it's so bad and the, and the oh. music from the camp plays over him as well and you're just yeah. like yeah like oh, mm. it's so disappointing i'm so sad are we it's... are we are we counting this game as a video game in terms of game of the year discussions yes it came okay. out in 2017 but is it a video game is the question yes. i'm asking okay yes it right. counts if we're, counting it for, if we're counting it for most disappointing, then yes. Okay, of course right. it I'm, does. I'm adding it to the list as we speak. Good. Um, um, it's not really a lot else I want to say about it other than don't play it. Like, it's not... I mean, do play it. It's, the, it's the free. Only thing that, like, have a look. The only thing that... Yeah. The only thing that makes me happy is that there was a quote from Nintendo a while ago that said that the things that they're making on mobile are directing what they want to make in the future... Mm. So that gives me the hope that they want to make an Animal Crossing for Switch. I, that um, has to be coming, right? Like, that then has I can to be. get my Animal Crossing on the go fix that I really need. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, I'm not going to play Pocket Camp. So uh, have you say. actually have you actually got rid of it yet? Because it was yeah, I, it's, oh, it's gone. Have, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. okay. Cool. It's been replaced by it's been replaced by a game that I've that has been talked about a couple of times on the internet now called Mil- Minion- Bleh, Million Onion Hotel that I have no idea what this is okay well I'm going to play it uh, and I will talk about it at some point because I've heard some things so okay I might, I'll Million Onion Hotel I'm going to Million Onion Hotel okay I will I will join you in that and we can talk about it when I see what the fuck it is Yep, um, um, but other than that, that's kind of everything for me. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's only a couple of news stories I would just want to hit before we wrap up. Um, Valkyria Chronicles 4 has been announced, mm. and it's a proper actual Valkyria Hell Chronicles yeah. game. Um, hey, the PSP ones were good. Like that's they were. Sorry, you're right. They were they were good, but like full console one. Yeah, console Valkyria Chronicles game. Yeah. Um, and I've realised that I now have an issue where like. Because it's also coming to it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and I'm like, that'd be a really good Switch game, but I really want to play it like at full res on a proper on a bike, on console. A um, yeah, so we'll see. So that's 2018. That's coming out. There's a trailer. Um, I should look up what happened in two and three because I don't know because oh, none God. of the, okay because <laughs> none of the characters in this trailer I recognised. Um, so I'll need to see what the fuck is going on there. Um. There was the so I, this is where I this is where I devolved to you. What do you know about this uh, Arika's new fighting game that they talk, have been talking about for a while? It's Arika's new fighting game. Um, there was the one that they put out a thing that was like, "Here's a fighting game with Skullmania in it." And what? 
Okay, I'm going to send you a link. In... Send me a link. I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay, so uh, Erika is known for what is the fucking game that they the fighting game that they know? Um, Erika. Um, Japanese video game developer, uh, former Capcom employees who created Street Fighter 2. They made okay. they made EX. They made the EX series, basically. Right, okay. And a bunch of uh, Nintendo games like Dr. Mario and things like that. Um, but yeah, they, they're responsible for Street Fighter EX. Um, and they're making a new fighting game, which they kind of put out. It's like, this is a thing we're fucking about with uh, on April Fool's Day. Which had a fighting yeah. game trailer with Skull of Media in it, and everyone went, "What the fuck is this thing?" Um, so it's now officially titled Fighting EX Layer, and yes. they're making it. There's a beta on December 11th for two weeks. Six fighters will be playable I'm, I'm, as part of this test: Kyrie, Garuda, Skull of Media, Darren, Mister, Alan, Sni- Alan Snyder, and Shirase. I don't yeah. know if those are characters from previous games, but I know Skull of Media because it's dumb. Yeah, they're all they're all Street Fighter EX characters. I'm right. pretty sure. Okay, so they're all the crazy characters from EX that no one cares about because no one's ever played a fucking EX game before. But I thought EX was quite well respected in the. Yeah, it's respected, but it's still weird. Like no one's ever played them. It's... Okay. When you look at fucking Skullmania, you're gonna tell me that, that comes from a normal Street Fighter game. Like, yeah, you're right. He doesn't quite fit in with the rest of the. the yeah. Stuff. Um, Marvel Heroes is shutting down, which is yes. um, I don't know if you ever played that game, but it seems, I did. Yeah. All right, it seemed to it seemed to be pretty good. It seemed like it, it hit what yeah. it was going for. Um, it was definitely a Diablo game with um, Marvel characters in it. Totally. <laughs> so the so it's shutting down. It's been out since twenty thirteen. It got redone in twenty fifteen, and is now shutting down. The console version of that thing had been out for like six months or something like that. Yeah. Where you could buy a bunch of microtransactions and now it's shutting down. So a lot of people are kind of pissed at that. And they also, Gazillion, who are the developers, they shut down the studio as well the day before uh, Thanksgiving and said, none of you are getting any severance pay or um, any of your holiday pay or any of that kind of stuff. They just... They just washed their hands of the whole thing and walked away. So a lot of people Ouch. did not do have a particularly good Thanksgiving this year. Um, so that that's sad. That seemed like that game was there, but like apparently it seems like a licensing thing with Marvel, where like their license expired and Marvel said, "Nah, we're good," and the game's getting shut down because of that. So yeah, not All great. Right. Um, we should probably do like close the loop on some of the Battlefield Two stuff that we talked about last time. Battlefront 2. Sorry, Battlefront 2. um, Where last time we recorded, like, as we were recording, they did their 75% price cut. So, and the game hadn't been out yet. And then the day before release, they switched off all the microtransaction stuff completely. You could not buy any currency. With With them going, we will switch it back on once we've sorted some of this. And as far as I know, it is still off, as far as I can tell. But um, just today, or at the time of recording, they've added a bunch of new changes by kicking after kicking off the last Jedi season of Star Wars Battlefront Two. Um, so I'll just read some of this from the official EA blog. Um, today, an update went. So it's been a busy few weeks for Star Wars Battlefront Two. <laughs> yeah, no There's shit. been a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. Um, 
So basically, it's adding a thing where you can do like you can basically join a faction. You either join the resistance to the first order, and you get whichever faction gets the most points. There's unlocks and all that kind of stuff that right. went in there. Um, while these are some initial steps towards making larger changes, some of these changes are now ready to roll and are available starting today. So end of round payout increased, so you'll get more money for finishing a game. Doesn't fix the issue of people just sitting in games and farming currency, but okay, you now get yep. more money. Um, earn three more de- credits daily in arcade mode, so you can now earn more by just do. I don't know what arcade mode is, but apparently you can earn more crates from it. Uh, more coins from it. Um, the login crates will now provide more crafting parts, so you can now craft cards easier. Um, and then they talk about like the actual Last Jedi season edition stuff. Um, so you get new characters and there's some more single player stuff in there as well. Um, yeah, like they're they're continuing to fuck with that game and the and fact it's that just... the fact that their stock price took a hit after all a of lot, this, yeah. Well, um, the figure ended up costing them like three billion dollars or something, something like that. Something like that. I, I, yeah. Yes, something like that. Um, it's pretty so, nuts. So hopefully they learn something from that, and a lot of people actually were quite rightly saying that. Well, there was like that, and then like the people started coming out with the oh, actually UFC is kind of fucked as well, and mm. they discovered a whole bunch of like dumb microtransaction stuff that is actually still kind of shit. Especially of, UFC. UFC sounded fucking nuts. I haven't yeah. seen any of the UFC stuff. I, so there was like they, they did the very similar thing uh, Battlefront, where it was like tangible multiplayer benefits based on card packs. Oh, but it was like stuff that was really dumb. Where if someone had a better jab card than you, literally just a quick jab card than you, theirs just did more damage, so they were better. Like yeah. they had a better jab than you based on luck out of a card pack. It was oh, nuts. that's like, bad. So stupid. Yeah. Is this the this is the EA UFC game, right? Yeah, UFC three. I think it's called. Yeah. It's based on information from the beta again, like the Battlefront stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it bad. Was crazy. Bad. Like it was. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's been a hell of a hell of a year for e- for EA. <laughs> They've not done well. No. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um... What else have we got here? Um, Capcom just announced Mega Man 11, and I don't particularly yes. care, but it looks really cool and just seems like a massive fuck you to the Mighty Number no. 9 crew. <laughs> like, like the the style they've gone for and the way it looks and like see even some of that trailer stuff just looks like, no, we're, we're going to do it properly. Fuck you guys. Um, it looks real nice. If you like Mega Man, you totally have to look Oh, at yeah. They've done this like weird hand drawn thing. Yeah, it's like oh. hand drawn, but like kind of. It looks like it's three D, but maybe it's not. That's really cool. It looks real nice. I like it. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll um, play Mega Man game. That's... There is a new division update coming today again. Tomorrow? Another one. Yep, this is the one point eight patch. Wow. It adds, Fucking good job, Ubisoft. Jesus Christ. They are adding a whole new section to the map, which has um, more random encounters. Oh, this was the, the big one that they were talking about a yep. few months ago, right? So they've, added a, they, they've added a, the, the West Pier with a whole um, carrier ship and is just docked there. Yeah. Um, there's a new PvE mode. There's like a horde mode style thing in there now. Yes. There's a PvP mode. There's like a four on four skirmish mode, which seems pretty good. Um, we should probably dive into that game a little bit just to see what this yeah. stuff is. Um, uh, Have a look at it again. Yeah. So that should be... Also, they've done a revamp of Underground, the expansion, to add more stuff to that as well. 
Oh, so, okay. Sure. Um, they, they're they are supporting that share that game. Um, good for them. Yeah, That's totally. Uh, it appears to be the way that Ubisoft are doing this stuff. They're kind of if they were ever looking at microtransactions, they're probably not now. But also, they're yeah. like you look at stuff like um, Rainbow Six, which Siege. is like yeah. that thing is still getting updates and people it's, still play it's, it. It's just all about really slow, consistent updates to build a community around, like which is great. Like it's really good. Yep. Um. So this was interesting, just from the title, and I had to go look into what this is. So, Tencent is publishing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds in China, which has not been okay. available in since then. So Tencent, huge, massive Chinese yes, publisher. Massive. They yeah. own like Supercell and they Riot. own Riot. Riot. Yeah, and they own a chunk of Epic. It, uh, it doesn't matter. They own League of Legends. Like they sure. are yeah. printing money like yes. out of so their arse. So they are now they are going to localize and operate the game. Um, and I'm just going to read you some of this. So this is from do uh, do do. This is from C.H. Kim, the chief executive officer of uh, PUBG Corp, who is the Excellent. part of Bluehole that spun out to just look after this game. Um, Tencent will localize and operate the game by catering to preferences of Chinese gamers. We'll also offer a different fun experience on PC. But in a statement from Tencent translated by uh, Reuters, the gaming giant says it will go a step further and alter Battlegrounds to better align with, quote, socialist core values, Chinese traditional culture, and moral rules. Okay. The fuck does that mean? I don't know. That's kind of weird, but okay. So, um... Reuters points out, this is from the Polygon article, uh, Reuters points out that Tencent's competitor NetEase has accomplished something similar by adding actual government propaganda to the game, adding red banners to its battleground with slogans such as Safeguard National Security, Safeguard World Peace. So, I am, I am fascinated to see what the fuck that looks like with socialist core values in a game where 100 people get dropped on that island and murder each other. Like, what yeah, does that, that's, what does yeah, that even mean? Weird, weird imagery, yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of weird imagery, did you see this thing for, there was an ad for the, uh, it is a Belarusian, so there's a, oh god, okay, so there's a Belarusian soccer club called Dynamo, Dynamo Breast, I can't, I don't know how you pronounce that, but that's what <laughs> okay. it's, it looks like how it's pronounced, so there's their football club uh, in Belarus, they are now the same club now as having an esports team like that's also called Dynamo Breast but they're doing like esports and they are doing there was an ad for the FCDB Cup in Minsk um, which is a, a Counter-Strike tournament I believe based on what I'm seeing okay here. sure you should look at the ad for this thing because can you send it to me yeah I will send you a link just very quickly um, there's Mm. does not paint a good picture of esports let's say that much um there's a lot of like yeah I'll, 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 there'll be a link in the post you should go watch it it's kind of nuts and is very oh, kind of, okay yeah. uh what yeah right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what does this have to do with esports <laughs> absolutely fuck all i think it's maybe like i have no idea i have no idea but that's what it is so yeah, check the check okay. that video out. There's a link in the post. People should see that thing. 
probably not at work, let's just say that much. Yes. Um, and I'm going to leave the last thing here with um, more uh, best patch notes of 2017. Um, oh, love it. PC love a good Gamer, patch note. PC Gamer had an article, which is some of the strangest patch notes in PC gaming, um, where they've just taken some excerpts from a bunch of stuff. So I'm just going to give you a couple of them. Uh, Rimworld, which is a game that I feel like I yes. should have played at this point, yes. but I will get there. Um, it's like Dwarf Fortress Light. It's... Yes. Um, Alpha 12 patch note. Colonists will visit graves of dead colonists for a joy activity. Alpha right. 16, they <laughs> added... Alpha 16, new alert, unhappy nudity. Okay. Unhappy nudity. Unhappy nudity. So you can usually That's... get happy nudity. Now you can be unhappy other people get naked. Which is fair, I think. Oh, so it's not unhappy your own nudity. It's unhappy at other, people other people's nudity. nudity. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, we have Conan Exiles patch fifteen. Emus now give less XP. Um, update twenty four. Imps, ostriches, and other non humanoids no longer go bonkers if you hit them with a truncheon. Like that's such a specific. Uh, Excellent. Yep. It really does occur when it's just a bunch of games that just have a bunch of interlocking systems totally. that eventually just bounce off each other. But... Yep. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Terraria. Mice can no longer spawn in hell. Okay, um, sure. The game will no longer look for the square root of zero. That's pretty good. I like that. How the fuck? Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to know how that comes up. That's... Yep. Uh, Sims 4 uh, from April patch. Babies will no longer send text messages congratulating your Sims on their marriage, engagement, or pregnancy. Great. <laughs> Excellent. Lovely. Excellent. January, March, April, May, 25th of May, 2017. Babies will no longer change skin tone when picked up. Ah. How the fuck does that get in your game? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yep. No one ever tested picking up their baby. Elder, Scro- Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Taking items from oh, dead... That's all matter of fuck. Taking items from dead-owned creatures is no longer a crime. That's debatable, but okay. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, I guess if they're dead, it technically they don't own it anymore. <laughs> Two Worlds 2, patch 1.4. Horse behaviour improved. Excellent. Good. Good. I like it better. when the horses behave better. Uh, Bad horses. <laughs> Official patch notes from Knights of the Old Republic, patch 102. Dead party members will no longer show up later in the game. What with them being dead and all. That's the official patch <laughs> notes. <laughs> good. Good. Um... And as the very last one, uh, No One Lives Forever 2, patch 1.3, fixed problems with camera rotation after slipping on a banana. Excellent. Good. That sounds like a No One Lives Forever do need patch. That. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm not going to read it through, but um, I found this on Twitter. There's a link to an article talking about Titan Quest, and it is a continuing example of how programmers have to find creative solutions when engines don't do the things that they want them to do. <laughs> Um, sure. And is instead the yeah creative use of ambient creatures. Do you mean they patch the solution and it is kind of fucked up? Is that what you yeah, mean? weird. Um, using yeah. squirrels as a timing mechanism. There you go. Oh you, God! You All should right. go. You should go read this thing. It's real cool. Um, but yeah, that's everything I have. I don't. I don't know if there's anything else. Um, oh, I can't think of. Cool. So what? Oh God, what do we have left in the year? We have like two no, weeks nothing. left in the year. I'll, Holy yeah. shit! Okay, so we'll be back. We'll, we'll see what happens in the 18th. Potentially. 19th, yeah. we'll see. Um, we may be neck deep in Game of the Year stuff at that point. Um, but yeah. we'll, we will keep in touch um, and let people know what's happening. Um, 
but yeah, uh, what have we got to play? Uh, just more backlog stuff, I think, to, to kind of work yep. through. Um, so we're, play more prey. we're going to get together this weekend to go over some more VR stuff, do some of that PlayLink PS4 things, and yes. uh, just kind of work through some stuff that we need to, that we need each other to see, so we can start talking mm-hmm. about Game of the Year things. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's about it. Um, we'll be probably be back in two weeks, but again. Keep potentially an maybe yeah. not keep knows. an eye on the website and um, we'll be able to keep, uh, see the stuff we're doing so gameinjustart.com and all of our stuff will be posted up there uh, Facebook and Twitter search gameinjustart you'll find us on there uh, youtube.com slash gameinjustart is where all the videos are you can subscribe and get notified when we put new stuff up there uh, podcast at gameinjustart.com is the email address and yeah we'll see you whenever we see you before the end of the yep. year uh, enjoy whatever you're playing see you later Bye-bye. bye bye bye